Welcome to a special episode of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry focusing on God's unconditional love and grace. Today we're continuing to bring you highlights from the 2018 Healing is Here conference held at Andrews Karras Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado. Symptoms are to sickness what temptation is to sin. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to another special edition of the Gospel Truth Broadcast. We've been playing excerpts from our Healing is Here conference that we held in August of 2018. And I tell you, it was powerful. We saw a lot of people's lives changed. And I not only ministered, but we also had Barry Bennett. We've already shown those. But now, we are going to be sharing with you some of the teaching that Audrey Mack did. She's a lady who uh, was from France. She married an American. They live in uh, Florida. But Audrey is just a great friend of mine. And I tell you, this woman is on fire for God. She is a fireball. You're going to be blessed by this. So we're going to play a little excerpt with Audrey Mack teaching in our Healing is Here conference from 2018. In the midst of your symptoms, the midst of the pain, the midst of what you're going through right there, you got to, don't go to Google.com and find out about your symptoms. Don't go to, what is it, med something? Web, I can tell you how much I visit those sites. Don't go there, no. Keep your eyes on Jesus on the cross. And for us, what, what is it? What does it mean? We don't have Jesus on the crucifix anymore, no. We've got the Word of God made flesh. And you fix your eyes on the Word. That's what we've been saying the whole week. Fix your attention, get on the word until you get a word from God. A rhema word. That's spiritual violence. Hallelujah. You know, but for most people, spiritual violence, what does it look like? Being violent when the devil comes, when the enemy, how does it look like? Because most people, they think being spiritually violent is automatically starting to enter into those warring tongues and starting to beat the walls and starting to scream, get behind me, say that, la, la, la. Sometimes, but something I want to show you is spiritual violence might look different for most of us, come in different form and What spiritual violence really is going against the pressure of the devil. Is the devil trying to get you to start getting into that fear and ah, then spiritual violence will look like peace, calm, and worship. Look at, you remember, and Andrew talked about that verse in Ephesians 4 when he says, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun come down on your anger, nor give place to the devil. You know, Paul, who was a a Pharisee, had studied the the, the word, was referring to Psalm 4.4. And he says, be angry. Look at it. Let's look at it together. Psalm 4.4. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. 
for some of us getting angry and being violent, spiritual violent, it means that we are going against what the enemy is trying to force us to do. When you get your healing and when the symptoms start to, to go loud and you feel like, and you know, you all know now here, every one of you here, you know that healing has already been given. It's been paid for and given. It's just up to us to receive it. But from the moment we receive that healing until the moment we see the manifestation, you and I are going to have to do some spiritual violence. And how are we going to do that? Pressing against the symptoms. When your body is trying to tell you, just relax, just take it easy, just to, it's all going to be, just, I'm going to die. No, you stand up. I remember, you know, James said, because most people said, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. But James said, in James 2, for, I think it's 14, he says, you can tell me you believe all you want, and I'm paraphrasing. You can tell me you believe all you want, but I'm going to show you that I have faith by what I do. And so when you receive your healing, what should we do? And you've heard all that conference, start doing what you couldn't do before. But sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough, but we've got to press, have that spiritual violence and press against it. You know, I remember, I mean, like I said, my first year of marriage was a trip to hell and back. <laughs> I got attacked in my body and attacked and attacked. And I remember, Fred and I were supposed to go into the jungle of Guatemala to go inside the jungle to minister to a tribe. And so we had a team, we were leading a team, we were gonna prepare and everything, and we worked for like two, three months, and three days before we get the D-Day, all of a sudden I start developing those symptoms in my body on my right side, a sharp pain. All of a sudden the fever start going up, 100, 101, 102, and all of a sudden I feel like I wanna throw up. I'm sick. I'm call a friend of mine who is a nurse, and I said, hey, this is what's going on. And I, I just tell her all the symptoms. And she said, well, Audrey, I'm not a doctor, but I stayed at the Holiday Inn Express. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she said, I'm not a doctor. She's, I'm only a nurse, but it sounds like your appendix has ruptured. She said, Audrey, you have got to go to the hospital. And so I wasn't going to be foolish, but so I prayed. That's the first place we need to, we need to pray, amen. And I seek God. I say, Holy Ghost, I say, what, what, what do I do? Because I knew that if I went to the hospital, they would do surgery. And if they did surgery, that meant that I would be incapacitated for, you know, weeks. And the, 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 the trip would be canceled. That didn't sit very well with me. I'm like, uh-huh, that's not the will of God. We've worked too long, too hard, uh-uh. So I prayed, and I asked the Holy Ghost, and I had a peace, you know, that kind of peace that bypass your understanding, that's kind of crazy. I had that peace that, like, God said, just stay home. You know what to do. Just believe and receive your healing. So I stayed home. I prayed, and I, and I received 
but all night long, I am sick as a dog. The fever goes higher and higher. The pain increases. My body is under shock. I'm starting to tremble all night long. And my husband is sleeping. <laughs> I can relate to you. I got angry on this. I'm like, I was single for 36 years. I had to do it all on my own. And now I'm married. I've got to do it all on my own again. And I got angry. And God said, hey, um, <clears throat> you know what Mark 11:23 says? Yeah, speak to the mountain. What Mark 11:24 says? Well, when you, you pray, you must believe you receive. And what does Mark 11:25 says? And if you have anything against anyone, <laughs> forgive. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It did not take me too long. I shook my husband. I woke him up. I shook him. I said, honey, I forgive you. Please forgive me. He's like, what? Oh, just go back to sleep. But then the next... I, I didn't sleep a wink all night long. I mean, it's getting worse and worse. And the next morning, it's Sunday morning. And my husband looks at me, said, honey, you don't look too good. <laughs> say, yeah, did you sleep good? <laughs> Just kidding. He said, he said, I'll go to church and I'll explain to the pastor what's going on. Uh, Just why don't you stay in bed and rest? Everything in me wanted to stay in bed and rest. But all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit says, uh, what would you do on Sunday morning if you were healed and well? What do you do on Sunday morning? Amen, thank you. So do you know what I did? I got up, took a shower, and went to church. But I get to church, and here, you know, everybody, it's, it was kind of a jumping and dancing kind of church. And everybody is worshiping God. And I got in, and, I'm, and I'm, the pain is still there. I'm sweating. The fever is there, and I'm looking at everybody worshiping. I'm in pain, and I'm like, and I hear the Holy Ghost that said, uh, what would you do on Sunday morning in church if you were well? <laughs> so I got up. Did I, and I started to dance. I mean, I went with all my gusto. I didn't go halfway. I started to go and dance and jump and run and get, and get excited. Did I feel like it? No. no. You see, I was pushing against spiritual violence. At the end of the service, my husband in the car. My husband looks at me and said, honey, do you want to stop and get a bite to eat? Or do you want to go home and rest? I mean, everything in me is thinking, I just want to lay down. But I just heard the Holy Ghost say, <laughs> what would you do on Sunday morning after church if you were well and healed? What would you do? You'd go and eat. So we stopped in a restaurant. And I'm here in the restaurant and the, the, the smell of food. I mean, my stomach is right here in my throat. And I'm smelling that food and I'm thinking and I'm having a conversation with Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, is it not enough for me to be here in a restaurant? Do I have to eat? And the Holy Ghost had the, the nerve to tell me. 
What would you do on Sunday morning after church in a restaurant if you were well and healed? So what did I do? I ordered, I ordered a, a meal and I ate and I forced myself to eat every bite of it and I swallowed it and every bite I swallowed tried to come back up. Though I look, my eye, the whole room is going like this. And I said, no, I am healed. You see, I didn't do that to try to get healed. I did that because I knew healing was the will of God and I had received it. Because Mark 11, 24 says, when you pray, you must, not you might if you feel like it, you must believe what? What must you believe? You must believe that you receive that healing and you shall have it. Did you get the point? Did you understand what I'm trying to say here? And so I ate one bite at a time, and I'm still feeling sick. I'm still feeling the fever and everything, all the symptoms. And then I go to, we go to the car, and I always I'll remember, as I put my hand on the handle of the car, all the symptoms left. And we went to Guatemala, and we went into the jungle. Let me give you another example, just in case you didn't get my point. <laughs> I remember one weekend, my husband and I, we try, because I travel so much, when I'm home, we try to find things for us to do together to have quality time, because I'm a quality time kind of girl. And so, we like to go on a Harley. Any Harley people here? I'm like behind, I'm like, hallelujah. I'm listening to Andrew Womack and I'm praising God. And we like to go scuba diving. And so that weekend, we had decided to go to Fort Lauderdale and go there, spend, you know, a, a couple of days in a hotel and go to do, go diving there. It's beautiful. And so we had packed the bags and everything. We looked, the trunk is open. Um, you know, Fred is inside the house. And like a woman that's been single for 36 years, you try to do it on your own. So I just take the suitcase and try to put it in the trunk. And all of a sudden, I hear a big my back is like hitting from here to there, pain, shooting off, and my back is locked. I can't do anything. And I'm like, oh. I go into the, inside the house and I'm like, I can't even talk the pain. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I can't. And I, Fred is like, honey, we can't go scuba diving. I'm like, I said, I've waited for that trip. And I said, I'm not going to let the devil steal my weekend. So I'm saying, we are going. <laughs> and so here we go in the car. We check in the hotel. And I have to, literally, my husband has to help me lay down. 
And then I've got my book, you know, my, I'm reading faith books and I'm trying to, Lord, reading and meditating and, you know, and, and meditating on the word. And I'm thinking, I'm going to get up in the morning. It's going to be all good. I wake up in the morning that my husband has to pull me out of the bed. And I'm like, I'm like, honey, we cannot go scuba diving. I said, no, I'm not going to let the devil steal my weekend. We are going. And here we are going. You have to check in a place to get all the equipment. So here I'm walking in the shop. And, the, and, the, and then my husband is like behind me, he's like this. And I'm like, and all of a sudden the guy behind the counter looks at me like, um, yes, can I help you? My husband says, he said, we've got to get all, you know, we, we, we've booked for your trip, you know, your scuba diving to tank dive. So we're here to pick up the, the equipment. The guy looks and he's, <laughs> and he looks and he's like, uh, both of you? I'm like, yes. So I'm, I'm getting all the stuff and here we are on the boat, on the fish, on the, 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 the diving boat. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I have to put, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And then you put the belt and then you have to put, you know, the BC and then and, and, and my husband is like looking at me, honey, let me help you. And, and all the people on the boat are stopping and looking. <laughs> they are, we like the attraction. And I'm like, and then picture me trying to put the, you know, those thing there. And I'm like. And my husband. And the people. Finally, I get the tank on my back, and I'm like, and, I'm, and my husband's like, honey, you know, that can be dangerous. You don't want to be risking your life just for a diving trip, honey. Be sensible. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna let the devil steal my weekend. And here I am with all the equipment, and you have to step on the edge of the boat, and then you have to put a foot on forward so you can jump, and I'm like. <laughs> and I jumped. And the second my foot hit the water, the pain was gone. The problem oftentimes is people, they just stop too fast. They don't have, you know, when Jesus was talking about faith as a mustard seed, he wasn't, yes, and Jesus said the mustard seed is the smallest of the seeds, and yet it becomes one of the biggest, you know, tree. But that's, I don't believe, and I agree with you, Barry, I don't believe he was really referring to the size of the seed. He was talking about the quality of the seed. I remember I was doing TV in Canada, and I was teaching on victorious faith. And at the end, I was talking about the mustard seed of faith. And Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to this tree commanded to be removed and cast into the sea, and nothing shall be impossible. And yet it's small. But that mustard seed has a quality to it. And I was explaining, and finally a lady that is behind the camera came to me after all excited. 
Because I was explaining that a mustard seed, it's not just that it's small, but it's strong. It's a faith that is strong. It's a faith that starts and refuses to quit. And she was telling me, Audrey, I have a garden in the back of my house. And every year I plant all kind of seeds, all kind of plants and herbs and stuff. And she said, one year. She said, one year I, I, I was called for an emergency. And we, I had to leave for a family thing. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to take care of my plants and all my herbs and stuff. So I left it. And I came back. She said, I came back uh, a while back, uh, later. She said, all my plants were dead, except my mustard seed. It was the only plant that had grown and had, had resisted all of the attacks, the lack of water, the little pest that tries to eat. That mustard seed was so strong that he started and he would not quit. You know, like in Luke 18, when Jesus gives a parable and he says, men ought to pray and not lose heart, which means a kakeo means not give up, not be so exhausted that you give up. And when you look at that whole parable, Jesus was talking about faith because he said on verse 8, when the son of man come back, will he find faith on the earth? And you know the story about that little widow that went to the unjust judge, and Jesus says, listen to what the unjust judge is saying. Lest she wearies me by her continual coming, I will give it to her. And we've taught, you know, that's how that whole mentality of begging and asking and knocking at door, God's door and asking again and again come from. No, but here, when you really look at this parable, you understand what Jesus is saying. He said, lest she wearies me by her continual coming. The word continual coming is the Greek, it's a compound of three words. Eis, telos, ekomai. And it means to come, to be set until the end. And here, uh, Jesus has listened to what the, the unjust judge is, is saying. That little widow knows her right, and she will not quit until she gets what is hers. She's like a bulldog. She comes, she said, in another word, she told the judge, I'm going to camp in front of your door. I'm not quitting, I'm not stopping until I get it. That is the mustard seed of faith that starts and refuses to quit. Hallelujah. She refused to stop in the middle. And that is what faith, a mustard faith, has to be like. A mustard faith that says, I know it's the will of God. I know it's mine. I know healing is paid for. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to see my manifestation. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to press against. I'm going to press against the pressure of the devil. Hallelujah. And you see, what if while I was waiting and I, and I was pressing against those symptoms, what if I had said, well, it's too hard? No, no, no. You see, that's why I was talking about having confidence in God. When your confidence is in God, you know he's not going to let you down. You know, Matt, he's, not, he's got your back. You know he's got, you got my back, right? Yeah. 
When you know how good God is, when you know how faithful God is, when you know that God has already done it, you are willing to do what it takes to go till the end because you know your daddy is gonna, is gonna catch you. Hallelujah. I'm gonna do like in India. I'm right at home. You've got such a confidence in God, such in confidence because you've got confidence in God who loves you. You have confidence and faith in his word. You are willing to do what it takes because you know that 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 God has already given you the healing. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth, and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. I'd like to encourage you to get our Healing Is Here materials. We've got it in deep in CDs right here. We also have DVDs that were made at the conference, and we also have a USB here where you can get the entire conference on there. And I tell you, this was powerful. We saw lots of people healed. And the way that Daniel Amstutz and Carly Teradell's ministered along with all of our other guests and Audrey Mack. It was just a powerful time. You won't want to miss it. Our healing is here either on CD, DVD, or USB. Today, you viewed a portion of the 2018 Healing is Here conference. This conference in its entirety is available on either a CD or DVD album or on a USB drive for a gift of $49 or more when you contact us. This valuable product includes 16 powerful teachings that will build your faith to receive your own healing and help you minister healing to others. Also available is the free God Wants You Well booklet. This booklet answers common questions about healing and includes a list of every time Jesus healed someone in the Bible. This valuable resource is available to you for a limited time, free of charge on our website at awmi.net. This offer is limited to one free booklet per household. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Ministry is about you coming to the end of yourself, but never losing that heart for people. I think we are in the midst of one of the greatest things that God has done. New things are being birthed. There's new joy, there's new life that is flowing out of them. And we're not going to quit, and we're not going to give up, and we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You came here with some kind of a vision. Now what do you see? I'd like to encourage you to check out our inside story on our website. This is where we interview people behind the scenes. Go check it out at awmi.net and then check on the inside story. It'll be a blessing to you.
I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm going to have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand new auditorium for the Men's Advance. And guarantee you the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park.